0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Did we win? I don't care. Don't make no difference to me. Just give me that wise Johnny Sheeran, whether he's mad or bad. We got Bridget in New Orleans where she went to meet the Joey B. Number one podcast, Daddy O's podcast. Wonder if he pay me more money to say it again. Number one podcast, Daddy O's podcast. Wonder if he pay me more money to say it again. Yeah! And my name is Hoji Asmoji. I'm gonna show you what we're going to talk about today. Wow. Yeah. That was quite the answer, Hoji. Thank you very much. Thank you. And if, if you had given me more than $12 for studio time, I would have finished yeah. the song. But... I know this. I know
1: yeah. this. It was just like, I have a stuff to say. and you didn't Right. Say I, I put
0: $12 in the studio and the, that was it. Cut. It was what Hoji it.
2: Doobie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: that's what they used to call me.
1: Welcome to the number one biggest podcast, folks. I am joined by John Brain Sheeran and Dr. Yeah. Hoji Dekter Kismoji. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, and we don't have Bridget, the HR Jan cars, to celebrate with us, the Bengals, no. getting into that groove in New Orleans. Obviously, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase recreating the magic that yeah. they had at LSU. At least for one degree. And Yeah, well, for a lot of places. But I did have a chance to look into it, what Bridget is doing. She went to the game, but she is not back yet. And so I was a little, you know, confused. And so I looked into it, and so at first she was taking pictures. Here we have Luana Rumo, obviously. And uh, she took a picture with... Lael Collins and our other friends there. We have, of course, the
0: captain. We have uh, friend of the show,
1: and yes, and Jess, captain. May I uh, say
0: the exquisite and really delicious captain?
1: Yes, and Jess, and Jess, and then we have Cam Taylor Britt, who really excited about getting him on the field. But, and, and that is when things kind of took a turn for kind of a different, different direction. And uh, so, if you look, what happens after this? They, after they take these pictures, you have, I gotta find the pictures, but look. So, they, they, they put on some disguises, right? Oh it no. seems innocent. Yeah, it seems innocent.
0: It but it doesn't you see, sound innocent. It sounds no. Very, yeah.
1: You see a rally start to take place very, yeah, very heated kind of exchange with the people of New Orleans. And it ends with Bridget installing a new flag for the people of New Orleans. Yes, imposing a new sort of, uh, let's say, overlord, a new sort of... She basically disagrees with their, you know, freedom to to be Saints fans and, and is demanding that there was a Bengals fan there. And so that was, that was unfortunate to see her kind of go down that
0: radicalized route, but yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you would say it's unfortunate. I mean, it just reminds me a lot
2: of your peeps. Unfortunate how? It seems like Operation Jackpot was a, it was a success, resounding I it success, was. I would say. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: I think it was. Yeah. Well, we will see her next week, and we will get an update on that. But, John, I want to get your take on what you saw, because... A lot of people are excited. A lot of people are excited to see the confidence, to see Joe Burrow escaping, escaping pressure, escaping danger,
0: improvising. Escaping a loss.
1: Escaping a loss. Going, what, John, 52 or 54 dropbacks were out of shotgun or something. A lot of shotgun.
0: Yeah.
1: And he says, we know who we are now.
0: So... You know we can. Who are they really? So okay, I'm glad you you asked me that. You about my opinion. Uh, okay, yeah. last year at this point, my statistics statistical analysis tells me that last year at this point we were four and two, and that that's a little disheartening because it wasn't a great four and two, anyways. One of those wins was in overtime. Uh, two of those wins were by just three points. Uh, but after that point last year. The Bengals had two really ugly losses to the Browns and to the Jets. So I'm not saying we are where we were last year. We are behind where we were last year. But it's not that bad compared to last year. John.
2: I'm wearing black today because not everyone is is excited. Some people are very sad. They're mourning the loss of their hopes and dreams. That the explosive offense for the Bengals was dead. And it's not. And it's only fitting that it kind of revived itself in the venue where Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase capped off one of the greatest seasons in college football history. I was wondering, watching this game, if Joe Brady kind of took his spot within the Bengals coaching staff in the press box and helped call this game because it did look like the full transition to the LSU offense. Like Daddy has said, fifty-two out of fifty-four dropbacks were out of straight shotgun, eight runs. That ended up being runs. Out of shotgun, seven of eight for Joe Mixon ended up being successful. You had a Joe Burrow who looked the most comfortable he's been uh, this season, and this is including other performances where the pass protection has been okay. But you take him out from under center and you place him in shotgun where he's able to control the calls at the line, he's reading the defense through the entire play, he's not turning his back. To the defense he's able to make quick decisions he's able to make multi-level reads he's able to make the throws that this offense needs him to make and that he hasn't made in recent weeks right it, so much has been on the right. play calling and it's not been enough about hey is joe burrow not playing at his best and is that one of the reasons why the Bengals offense hasn't taken off yet and even in this game 30 points and the Bengals probably left a little bit more on the bone there because they were still finding themselves in the first couple of drives, but Burrow looked as comfortable as he's ever been. And that's why he was able to take some of those risks, right? To, to extend some of those plays. And it seems like every time Burrow is able to evade one of those sacks and is able to stay, stay alive and keep his eyes downfield. It's always going to end up being something positive. And that's exactly what it was. And I'm very glad that those moments came in a win and not a loss. Okay.
0: Okay. John. Okay. But, but two things. Number one, I really enjoyed the Freudian slip there where you called him Joe Brady. I think it works. Number two, what do you say to the skeptical uh, person who watched that game and saw a little bit of faltering early on in the game? First of all, second of all, the fact that T Higgins is back and people, some people were saying T Higgins is the X factor. T Higgins is the, is the, is mainly what was missing from the equation. John.
2: T Higgins was that 85%, I guess, I think is what he said with his ankle, which is ironic because that's his number and he looked about 85 percent right he had a drop he wasn't really used down the field it was all jamar chase in this game and it was tyler boyd over the middle and that was another thing right they they utilized the middle of the field more which is usually where t higgins also finds success but jamar chase i think he had a lot to show for in this game obviously he was playing in the city where he grew up with um all of his family was there in the crowd he wanted to make a statement he wanted to show that I don't need to beat you guys over the top to get my production, right? I can make explosive plays yeah. out of short passes. And that's all. That's ultimately what the offense has also been missing. It's not just been the deep balls against coverages where the Bengals need to take the top off, right? It's getting the ball in, in Chase's hands, making allowing him to make guys miss, and then creating explosive plays off that. That's where the majority of those big plays come from. It's not always just deep shots.
1: I uh, speaking of Jamar Chase, John, I want to look at some plays. And we all love Jamar Chase. We know he's talented. I just want to talk about his strength and his hands and yeah. so many examples in this game. And this was the game-winning touchdown, of course. And, uh, look at you, you that struggle. Look, at, look
0: that. at that effort. Look at those legs. Look at that. But
1: the prancing at the end. Look the, at this one, John. Look at this. This a critical. This was so impressive. Third down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just really.
0: It, those last two yards were pure chase.
1: Yeah.
2: But there wasn't a, there and, wasn't an inch of that route where he wasn't like draped all, all over by the defender. And the same thing yeah. with here. He he fought through the contact yeah. in the first five yards, and Burrow put it right on the money.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't really know why Chase was such a great prospect coming out. You know, I heard people say he doesn't have that elite speed and he doesn't have this and that, and he doesn't have the size of a even yeah. a T. Higgins. But you watch him and it's that strength and it's that the, the 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 kind of the viliness. I mean the fact that John, the fact that he one thing that Joe Goodberry and you and you know, before he was drafted pointed out was he shows his hands very late. And I've noticed that's a emerging trend with wide receivers is like just making the catch, you know, with with like Devontae Adams and these kind of guys. That's one of their secrets. And so with Chase, a lot of it is just about the mental side of the game and the the kind of the the wanting it more than the guy across from you. And we saw it a lot this game. And we didn't seem to see the the triple teams that you see, you know, in other other games
0: as well. Well, because I think... That's where the Higgins factor comes in. Really? I mean, I think there were more options.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tyler Boyd made a couple of really big plays too. Yeah, but John, the other thing we but want it was I mean,
0: but it the Bengals were trailing all of the game. I mean, you guys, it's great. I'm, I'm gung ho and let's you know let's be like Bridget and take over New Orleans and blah blah blah. The Bengals were losing this entire game. I mean, the whole game long, the Bengals were trailing up until the end, not trailing. The Buccaneers not trailing the Chiefs, not trailing the Rams. They were trailing the New Orleans Saints I, with, I, an, with, I, an starter, little, with an Andy Dalton starter. With an Andy Dalton starter. I look at I it mean, no, no, differently. no. You've got, to, no, you got no. to be fair.
1: Because when, when the Predator okay, is trailing, technically, he's trailing the prey okay. for half an hour, the, 45 minutes. It's like, what is he doing? He's losing. No, he's not losing. He knows exactly when to pounce. but
2: in this season though and both of their wins they were up ahead early in the game and they didn't have to come from behind and win this is the first time we've seen them in this situation where they were really successful last year because last year was not perfect they fell behind many a time and they came back and showed resilience resiliency and actually won this is the first example where things didn't start well right you had Trent Taylor fumbling the pump return you had a couple of three and outs to begin on, on offense and it allowed the Saints to just get into their zone and just pound the rock and rush for 224 rushing yards throughout the game with their diverse attack it allowed the Saints to do what they wanted to do without three other top receivers and it didn't matter because the Bengals often still found ways to win and that is the most but, important takeaway here
1: well John let's, let's let's be honest this game was all about the 200 and something 30 yards rushing and that it wasn't even the number of yards rushing it was the fact that they were getting what like eight or nine yards a carry and uh you know, someone put this stats that since DJ Reader's been out, our defense yeah. or against the run went from being you know top ten to like bottom five, and that's and gonna so, bite
0: us if we don't have well, DJ, DJ Reader, Reader be against back. the Browns. He'll be back because we need DJ Reader against those teams that dominate, you know, in terms of the run.
1: I don't, you know, the funny thing is this: I feel like last year, the defense caught fire late, and the offense didn't need to be explosive. I feel like this offense finding its identity as an explosive offense that can be a little more consistent and and get that magic, you know, in different ways, I feel like that'll pay off in the long run. If we can win some offensive shootouts in the regular season, then in that cold weather when we have to stop the rushing games, we have DJ Reader, I think it'd be a nice little, you know, experience it's it's not even just
2: being explosive like the explosive plays will come if you you know remain on script for most of the game and that's exactly what the Bengals did this was the this was the most successful outing in the zach taylor joe burrow era from a successful play standpoint on first and second down. That was their biggest weakness on offense entering this week. It wasn't just the, the fact that they weren't stretching the field. is that they were falling behind on first and second down and forcing themselves into these third and long situations where, fortunately, they've been mostly successful compared to most other teams, but they've been shooting themselves in the foot. In this game, they were 59% successful on for, on all plays and 58% successful on first down. That means yeah. you had a lot of third and second and shorts and you kept the playbook open for everything that you wanted to do they came in here with a clear plan and they wanted to fully shift into this lsu type of spread shotgun rpo offense and that's what they were able to do because they limited the negative plays on the early downs yeah
1: okay i mean let's be honest john a lot of those conversions came from joe burrow magic right you're talking about people
0: converting from being saints fans to Bengals fans
1: no 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 i mean you know Joe Burrow is moving around like there. Well, that wasn't. I think that was incomplete. But we saw so, we saw a bit of him, kind of, you know, getting getting back into the Joe Burrow kind of running there we around. There That's yes. the one. That yeah. is the
0: play. This is, is the play. This is like oh, oh, if the oh, let, AFC okay. Championship game. Well, let know. me just say. So there are probably people listening who cannot see video right now because they might be driving or something like that. If you if that's you, what you just saw was a ma- now that's the magical play. That's why I said there's yeah. one. The magical play is when Joe Burrow moves around, he misses. He, he, there's two yeah, so times, two three. or three times yeah. that they try. They, he third slips. It's almost as if he has WD-40 on his clothes. He yeah. slips past them. I mean, it's the awareness. And, it's the
1: looking down, keeping his eyes down the field. All of that yeah. kind of a stuff that we've been wanting to see that we saw in the most critical moments last year. And then, of course, there's his touchdown, which you look at this. I mean, the whole pocket collapses. He bumps into his own guy, and he just takes off. I mean, he just runs it in for the touchdown. Yeah, he I honestly looks like
0: Andy Dalton there. That's a very Andy Dalton move. It's, no.
1: But, I mean, Joe Burrow, basically, uh, it's a confidence thing with him. I mean, obviously, we know that he is has got a lot of confidence overall in his ability, but it was, I think it's the injury. It was and shaken. The, the, the confidence and the was shaken. 70, I mean, yeah, we talked about this. He I mean, was the doing 70 too many sacks. Was it was 100 sacks, if you count the postseason or something. Or No, seven, I don't know. It was a lot of sacks. And then... Yeah, I mean, so the fact that he—I I think that Dolphins game, we saw Joe Burrow getting back to his creative, confident self. I don't know what happened. The the Ravens game was not quite like that, but I think he's getting there. I think I really he's do. getting
0: there. But another thing is the offensive line is gelling. I mean, one of the things that has really impressed me is I saw a tweet. I don't. I, I can't remember whose tweet this was, but they was analyzing the number of sacks this year and saying that basically the percentage now is like a normal offensive line or whatever that means. In other words, it's, I mean, we should technically, if you have an offensive line that's working better than last year and you have the same receivers and you have Joe Burrow, we should be seeing great improvement that we haven't been seeing great improvement yet, but that as, as John's saying, maybe that's what's coming. Maybe this was the beginning of the end for the rest of the NFL. Well, it's,
2: it's, it's here now. Like it's not just Burrow find it. Like he has found himself, I think. And it's because he's in an offense where he's not asked to play multiple styles of quarterback because that was the biggest issue with the offense early on is that they were trying to marry a wide zone under center running game with a spread shotgun passing game. And it became really predictable for defenses to just either put a safety up in the box when burrows under center or just keep your safeties back. And then they started shifting more and more into just primarily just a shotgun offense. But now when you have full autonomy and you have full conformity just to a single identity, it allows you to be more unpredictable and to make these calls at the line and to stay in the same personnel while doing different things. That's harder for a defense to understand, but also Burrow has experience with this, right? It's what he did at LSU. It's the, it's the same type of style and scheme that he was comfortable with. And it's, Credit to the Bengals coaching staff for doing this because you have to remember who these coaches are and where they came from and their philosophies. Zach Taylor was bred under the the Sean McVay and the Bill Callahan offense. That's under center with with a lot of wide zone. Brian Callahan, his dad is Bill Callahan. That's where he came from. Frank Pollock was coached under Bill Callahan. He's wide zone too. So all these guys, you know, are majoring or have majored in under center pass, passing yeah. offenses with those running games, and now they're fully integrated into doing what what's best for Burrow. So credit to them. Uh,
0: which yeah, you should I mean, call what, the shotgun, what is this as opposed to wide zone? What do you call this?
2: Well, this is a lot of inside, is a lot of inside zones, a lot of gap, duo power runs, uh, just straight yeah. up the middle, straight married down. with a shotgun offense in passing yeah. game. So, okay, Shotgun now, marriage,
0: wh- yeah. when are we going to talk about the next game? Because I am more interested look, in the future than I am the past.
1: Look, first I want to talk about what you said previously, which is the offensive line, John. I want to look at some clips of the offensive line. And they are making improvement, especially Lael Collins. P. Ryan in the backfield alongside Burrow on third and ten. That's so, so we saw him throw his guy to the dirt there, and here's another angle of it. Beautiful, beautiful play here. He throws his guy to the dirt. And he threw Jordan Cam Cameron Jordan. To, uh, around a lot, and that's a good player. God, he right? just looks
2: so much more comfortable entering his yeah. sets. Like those first two yeah. kick slides, there's a lot more confidence. There's a lot more explosion out of it. So he's not, you know, rushing to get to the edge. And I think that allows him to have better footwork. And and yeah. once you have that base in there, then you just let that natural power take over. And that's where you're seeing those impact blocks.
1: I mean, he sat on this guy, John. How would you describe this play? Look, he just sits on him.
2: It's Can a you imagine? Yeah, snatch
1: and trap. Snatch and trap,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the
1: deal. I, I, I've wanted to do that before. I didn't know it was legal.
2: Yeah. yeah I don't think you're but, big enough to do that.
0: Well, it's legal right. for him because he's in the NFL. There's a lot of things you can do on the field that you can't do like in the elevator.
2: I see. Look at that.
0: Yeah. That, Beautiful.
2: That
1: guy, yeah. He just, but cheap. I
0: mean like, okay, great. But they got like four yards.
1: You're not, you're not thinking of it in the right way. The point is he's doing I mean, his that job. One you like have to. Missed,
0: missed pass.
2: But what did Collins have anything to do with the drop? You know? Not nothing, exactly. but I'm
0: saying, you know, yeah. the game was okay. But so, so we had, no. basically our good
1: friend, Angel Face, Parker Blake, couldn't be on the show. We love him. He's yeah. going to try to come on later. But he was basically saying Lael is trending upwards. Volson kind of had the off game. But Volson's a rookie. You know, Volson's a rookie. But, yeah. I mean, I just want to know, John, here, so he's doing the pulling thing, and I feel like he's trying to not hurt the guy or he's, he's just being very gentle when he's uh, and, and and pushing him. Right?
0: What do you mean and by pulling and pushing exactly,
1: John? What do I mean?
2: So he's pulling out of his spot around the formation and then pushing into the guy, right? Yeah. But he didn't push hard enough because yep. the guy didn't move. In the fact, he moved move. him actually into the to the running back there. Yeah, that's that the first down. Clip, so first, first down, down, who cares? Yeah. So, so now
0: on to next week. Now, I am worried about the Bengals. The defensive performance wasn't what it should have been, could have been against the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are not a dominant offense, as far as I'm concerned, when led by Andy Dalton. What, how much should I worry about next week? John.
2: Oof. Atlanta can run the ball. The Bengals are having issues stopping the run, which is not a good combination. But that's why Atlanta is taking people by surprise. I think their offensive line is performing above expectation. They have... A scheme and athletes at the running back spot that's allowing them to get a lot of yards over expectation I think it's it's a good system that they have somehow they've managed to accumulate by all accounts personnel that kind of fits what Arthur Smith wants to run and they unapologetically pound the rock more than any other team in the NFL right now so the Bengals now I don't think that DJ reader is necessarily worth like two or three wins in a season but There are plays where, like, hey, Reader can probably shed that block, right? And he can probably make that tackle. And he just gives the whole defensive line a boost because that's a lot of space that he takes up. And he still ends up making those stops. So when you take him out of the equation for, like, a Josh Tupo, there is a difference. But now you you don't have Tupo for this game. You don't have a true nose tackle on the roster right now. So you either have to elevate Tyler Shelvin, you have to sign the guy off the street to take that role because – Behind him, man, like, Zach Carter, he's a rookie. He's not playing well. two Faley made his debut, but he's not, a, he's not a nose tackle. So, I don't know what they're really going to do, but they have to figure out something out because, if not, Atlanta can just run the ball down the middle and probably gain four or five yards of carry. Yeah,
1: you know. But, John, you know, on the positive side, I think our pass rush is really coming around, John. I mean, Sam Humbert, I, I feel like he's a pass rusher now. And this play, right, this was the most important play of the game, I think, for the Saints, Third and 30 something seconds left. Four man rush and it's beautiful, don't you think so, John? I mean, I think the pass rush is far exceeded. Play that again. Our Play that again. B.J. Hill. The... Yeah. Okay. So, you see B.J. Hill. I think yeah, it was, 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 was B.J. Hill who beat him, right? And no, that's I know. Why, I know. But yeah. but Hubbard is still getting a nice push, and I've seen him in the backfield a lot you know, on passing plays, not just running plays, and you know obviously Trey Hendrickson, we know what he can do I, I feel like i feel like we have a pretty good you know top half of the league pass rush is it just I good? Mean the fa-
0: yeah the falcons really made the 49ers not look so good and it seems to me like they the the things that that the 49ers had problems with we would have problems with too in that situation that's why i'm
2: worried yeah, the Forty ers I don't believe they had their best pass rusher, Nick Bosa, and that might have impacted things. I, the Falcons, for like, I don't think they have a great offensive line, but they still managed to create holes and just clear guys out of their gaps. So, they they run a good scheme, and I think the Bengals defense and defensive line just has to take a long look in the mirror this week and say, hey, you know. Like, if we don't do this, then the game can get out of control, just like it could have gotten in control against the Saints. I, I agree, Hoji. Like, this game was not, assist, was not all, you know, roses and butterflies. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Bengals were down for all, most of this game and they managed to come back. But that couldn't be, that maybe not, not have been the case if they were facing a good offense like the Falcons have. John, what about this question? Can we just sell out to stop the run? And that's know, not going to work. I mean, okay, if, if you just, if you just put eight, nine guys in the box, like that's just asking to get burned over the top by Kyle Pitts and Drake London and whoever else the Falcons. Have it, has Kyle Pitts
1: got on track this year?
2: I, no, I know. Apparently not. I no. don't think they know you he You don't exists, want to be but. his
1: breakout game though. That's true. Tight. Wait, how is, how is our guy that covers tight ends? How is he doing? Uh, Trey Flowers? Is that right?
2: Yeah. He didn't, he hasn't played well this season. Yeah. He, he didn't play well against Mark Andrews. I think he didn't play necessarily well yesterday either, so
1: yeah. So we, we're back to not being able to cover tight ends. Well, I guess that is it. Yeah, you have anything, John? Do you have no, anything? I'm Do I'm the good. fans have anything? Do the fans, does anybody have a question for us? Do they, are they wondering how to subscribe or to like? So or to I, comment? I saw
0: Andrew Sealer was worried about how the Lord had favored Burrow and Chase because I had right. predicted, yeah, I guess. I mean. Yeah, I'd, I think, I'd, well, he
1: had his own prayer circle, Andrew Sealer, before the game. He did yeah. his own. Yeah. And he countered Dalton's yeah. prayer circle. So, 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 young
0: man, it looks like the Lord has favored you.
1: Yeah. That's what yeah. it looks like. Mm. Yeah. I mean, now, he is watching this show. Yeah.
0: What should people put in the YouTube comments this week?
1: I feel like this week they should put in is the offense, does it have an identity? Are they going the to Bengals be able offense. to. The Bengals offense. Yeah. Are they going to be able to sustain this new semi-success? That's a lot for a YouTube comment. And can they survive, DJ Reader? Can they? You Wait, know, that, that, that's get not how back it works. You, you can't
0: like add like th- you can have three things for the YouTube okay. comment. There has to be a simple okay. like you know. It, it, are we going to make the playoffs? Yes or no? Put it in a YouTube comment. Right, right.
1: Put that in there too. And I guess I would say also. I've been trying to get John to do a rap and yeah. he he isn't sure if that's what people want so well, let he's... John know if that is what you want.
2: Oh, all right. Want I, I, he's I not into I got a comment. I got a comment. I got a comment because we're playing in Atlanta this week, right? A lot of great rappers from Atlanta. Comment your favorite Atlanta rapper and I will try to do a rap in his style and in his fashion.
0: Wow! 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 I was going to say John's not the cultural appropriation, but
2: wow! Not wow. necessarily, but if they, if they if they go to four and three, I'll, I'll honor like Young Thug or Playboy. I love it.
0: That you guys are it. lucky. You you will not get the second chance at this audience. John know. Sheeran has given you has thrown you a lottery ticket with the winning numbers on it. All you got to do is rub them off, right? And with that.
1: I would say that you can obviously follow John's stuff on jungle.com. You can follow on Twitter. You can follow him around his house. You can subscribe here. You can like. You can share. You can do whatever you want. You can take this podcast with you to the bathroom. You can take it with you to the doctor. You can, I, I don't know, but just make sure that you follow us everywhere and you subscribe everywhere and that you... Patronize us on patreon.com slash the Sports. That's all I have for John the Branch here and Dr. Roger. Roger we we'll to see you next time. So long as we back.
2: Thank you for listening to Believe.